This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hey, it's Robbie here, and coming up on today's episode of the Offscript Podcast, we're in conversation with a former WBA heavyweight world champion. Mahmoud Shah popped into our studio. He's got his eyes on quite a few prizes coming up in the next few months. He's targeting a fight with none other than Anthony Joshua. You can chuck Tyson Fury in for good measure as well. It's an extraordinary story, this one. Mahmoud Shah, a man who came from nothing and rose right to the top to become the first Arab boxer to make it at the pinnacle of his sport in conversation with Offscript. The Offscript Podcast. Absolutely delighted to be joined by former WBA regular heavyweight world champion uh, Mahmoud Shah. It's fantastic to have you with us, Mahmoud. Thank you so much. I'm attractive. I'm also so happy to meet you guys here. It's brilliant to have you. And of course, uh, I, I do want to look at your resume because it's a very impressive one. You held the WBA heavyweight belt between 2017 and 2021. You challenged for the WBC belt. We fight Fort Vitali Klitschko back in 2012. And in 36 fights, you've got 32 wins and just four defeats with 18 knockouts on your resume and a big future in the next few months coming up, I'm sure, as well. Of course, you have to sing big, stay hungry, that's enough. That's enough, right. So what are you up to here in Dubai, Mahmoud? You're, you're training with Tam at the TK MMA gym, I believe? So I, I, I know Khaled Arab and Omar, the, the, the friends of Tam Khan, so many years. They work together, they have the best gym here in the area. So it, for me, it was a difficult to stay in Germany of Corona, COVID, this, this. I can't, I, the, the gyms was closed. So from my mindset was very close. I cannot, I have no brief to, to see my future. So and then uh, Tam Khan called me and said, Mahmoud, come here to Dubai, train in my gym. I will give you the best training ever. So I come here and uh, I, I feel like an eagle, you know, I every day fly, you know, I'm so happy here to be here. <laughs> Tom Khan is a very, very good person, and uh, I'm so happy to train in TK Fitness. Okay, right. So where is your career right now? What's your next fight on the horizon? You were telling us off air there is a big night at Wembley coming up, which I believe you are going to be a part of. Of course I will be a part of. They need a diamond boy, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> without diamond boy, that will not be a good a part of the f- event, you know. So, uh, but doesn't matter. I, I was uh, training for Joe Joyce. Uh, but he have broke his hand, so he is not ready to fight me uh, on the undercut of Tyson Fury, Dylan White. Um, the fight will be in June, maybe. So I will make a stay busy fight. It will be my first fight in UK. I remember 2012, 2013, I have to fight David Hay. So he two times uh, cancelled the fight against me. If anyone remember, we make two-time press conference there. Uh, yeah, and he cancelled the fight two times. Two times, yeah. Wow. Okay, that often happens in the world of heavyweight boxing. Fights get made and then they get cancelled before they even materialise. So he have problems with his fist, maybe like this. his foot, <laughs> some, <laughs> some some kind of excuse. Uh, um, uh, uh, you know, you know the rules. You know, listen. Excuses make experience. Mahmoud, <laughs> now I believe that with Anthony Joshua's rematch against Alexander Usyk, certainly not going to be happening anytime soon. What with Usyk's situation, which we of course we empathise so deeply with him. He is now preoccupied in, in his home country of Ukraine, and that rematch against Anthony Joshua, which was in their contract following his victory over AJ, that's not going to happen anytime soon but Anthony Joshua is looking for an opponent could that opponent be sat in this very studio 
Of course, why not? Uh, Anthony Joshua is a very, very good person. I like him very well because he is a gentleman uh, person. I like his uh, mindset. He is always uh, uh, nice, you know. He is not uh, arrogant. He is not bad. So this is why I like him to fight him because uh, this fight will be a real, real sportsman fight. So if Joshua wants to fight, I'm ready for him anytime, anywhere, any place. Nice, that is. Those big words for AJ. And uh, did, did Alexander Usyk, do you feel, what did you make of that fight, Mahmoud? Did he kind of expose AJ a little bit in that fight in terms of the way that he boxed him? I think, I think that AJ make a wrong tactic. He have to pressure him. He, have to, he is heavy. He have to be knock him out. He have not to box him because Alexander Usyk, is a boxing star, you know, he's, he's not from this area, he's from a different world, you know, it's, it's like Muhammad Ali is like, uh, some, sometimes people come like a special person, you know, Uzik is one of these special person. Um, I think it was a mistake of Joshua to fight like of distance, and jab, jab, you know, he, he, I remember he, he fight like Klitschko, jab, 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 it's, it's, you, ca you can't fight a cruiserweight on the jab, jab of technique, you are heavyweight, you have to go in the front and knock this guy out. Don't give him brief, don't give him time to sing, to, to make tactic or like this. You have to press, 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 press him. I think if Joshua press him six rounds, he will go down of condition. This is what Tyson Fury do. He eat too much, he is heavy, he go in the front, <laughs> he, he make people knock out this condition with his weight, with his power. His cardio so, is yeah. something else. So this is what have Joshua to do. I think, I hope so for Joshua, in the next fight, he will change his mindset. He will go in the ring like a warrior, not like a Klitschko style, jab, jab, hook, jab, jab, abacat. Um, I think Joshua need a different coach. He need a coach like he bring him aggressive style, a real heavyweight style, not like technique, technique, technique. You can fight with heavy, heavy guys, technique, technique, because they don't understand technically. They want only fight, bam, 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 you know? So, but anyway, Joshua is also one of the best heavyweight in the world. What he does, big respect. And uh, I wish him all the best for his future because he's a humble person. You know, he's a very, very humble person. Mm -hmm. I love him because he's a good guy. Tell us then, in terms of training and adapting your training, when it gets to heavyweight and you're, and you're a big power puncher like AJ was in his early career, how easy is it to adapt your approach to different fights? Because his previous fight, Andy Ruiz, he had to stay off the back foot, didn't he? He had to jab his head off because he couldn't let Ruiz get in because he'd already seen that Ruiz had that knockout power on AJ. So for you, the way that you fight, how different is it to adapt depending on your training camp and your next opponent? <sighs> So, um, how I can tell you this? For me, it doesn't matter who I'm fight, because I have the same style. Small, big. I go on the front. I go always in the front. I never go back. He's big, 200 kilo, 110 kilo, <laughs> 120 kilo. He's 90 kilo. I have my own style. I will never change my style. I won't fight. If I go in the ring, people have action all the time. I'm not technical. I have only 10 amateur fights, guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> From the street to the stars, you know. Uh, so I have only 10 amateur fights. Uh, then I start uh, professional boxing. 
20 years old. So that, that was. So I, I, all my fights, I fight Olympic medalists, Olympic uh, silver medalists. So I knocked many people out to have good name. So everyone well, knows me. You've got an amazing story, Mahmoud. And you're the first Arab boxer to reach the top of the sport. Alhamdulillah, yes. Mahmoud, your story is an amazing one. You are, uh, I think I believe I read somewhere that you turned pro back in 2005, if I'm not mistaken, after a career in Muay Thai over in Germany. Yeah, is that, is that correct? Correct. I start I start 2005 with kickboxing because Joklo Van Dam. Sure, I, he was my hero, you know. <laughs> so I I become when I when I was 16 I become in the professional league very fast very yeah because you know all my life was war. I born in the war in the civil war in Lebanon. I lost my father in the war. I uh, raised it up in Germany very very bad bad time. I was always on the street. All my life was fighting. I fight for my future. I fight to be to be accepted. I was never accepted in Germany when I was a young kid. I have never friends. Never friends come out uh, to my home. I cannot go to the people home because I have no presents. I have no money. It was a very very bad time. I was living in Germany with seven sisters in one room. You know how how you, I can bring my friends at home. So this is why I was every time single person in my life, and I have to prove over myself. Uh, and you, I mean, the fact that you are the first Arab boxer to, to reach the pinnacle, certainly in, in boxing in the heavyweight division, to be a world champion. I mean, does that give you a huge sense of pride, Mahmoud, that you were able to achieve that? You feel like you're you're representing that region and, and you're a bit of a flag bearer for the Arab world in that respect? No, I was presenting all the time Germany flag. But in the past, I will have no German citizen. When I fight all the title fights in kickboxing, I become world champion in kickboxing, K1. I become world champion in boxing or international champion with German flag. After I be winning the world champion uh, and I present the German flag, I'm thankful for the Germany. Then they ask me about my passport citizen. And I say... I lie. I was. I make a big mistake in my life. I lying because I was shame. I say I'm German, but I wasn't German citizen. And the press in Germany destroy me. Yeah, you a liar. Why you lie? Because you have no German. Because I say I respect all the Germany. Because I was with you when I come to Germany. I was very young. Uh, you raised me up. You support me with the health, with the school, everything. This is my thankful for this city who make me to the champion. You know. But uh, Germany was uh, make me very sad in this position because no one stand behind me. They say you are Syrian citizen, blah blah blah. And then I, I say, okay, I change my name back from Manuel to Mahmoud Shah uh, um, after I become world champion. Yeah, after this I, I become world champion. I was thinking, so I make a big history. I'm the first Middle East heavyweight champion of the world. This doesn't happen. Never happen. It will never be happen again. Maybe in the next next twenty thirty years. So. Um, I fight Klitschko for the world championship. I fight Povetkin uh, for the world championship. Uh, what are your memories of, of the Klitschko fight? Vitaly Klitschko, the, yeah. the great Klitschko, WBC title fight. This was back in 2012. And uh, I, I was reading here that it was, it was a cut that actually stopped the fight. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't win the fight for, my, for me. For all the fans also. Two, first two ones were for, for Klitschko. Three and four ones were, was for me. But it is, it's, it's what, it was a cut. My, my cut man can stop this, but they doesn't put me in my corner. They chose the wrong corner because the, the, the referee take me to the Klitschko corner. The doctor of the Klitschko stopped the fight. You can watch this in the YouTube. This is why I was so bad after the fight. I, I, I scream in the, in the fight. I was so bad. The Klitschko doctor stopped the fight. That is the true story. 
But the fight was in Moscow. Yeah. So what you will do? Right, right. And then, of course, it was another, another five years before you got another shot at a title. But before that, Mahmoud, in 2015, you've got to tell us what happened in an altercation in all places at a kebab shop over in Essen in Germany. Talk, talk to us about what happened there, because the fact that you're still boxing is remarkable. Of course, alhamdulillah. First, I'm thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm very thankful for God. Uh, he gave me the power. He gave me the mindset. Without God, I cannot make this what I does in this day. Alhamdulillah, I'm thankful uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I, I lost my father. I, I, don't, I don't like war. When some political people fight, why we have to fight? Why I have to lose my father or my family, you know? So I make promotion. Someone come. And shoot me in my stomach two times. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, do, do you remember it? I mean, did, was it, I mean, it, it must have been absolutely horrendous that, that. You, can, you can't remember because you, you have shock. Adrenaline is so up, so up. Uh, you can't remember, you know, you. It was a drive-by. It was, yeah, yeah, it was so, a, a hit and run. Yeah, he hit and run. So, and this is why I would just relax. I'm, um, I was cool on this day. I swear after the shot, uh, I talked to my friends. So go out, close the door. Don't allow people come make picture. Um, I take my shirt where the, where the gun come, the shots. I stop the blood. I listen music. I wait the doctor come. I was <laughs> very cool. So the doctor come and uh, yeah. That and I, I told this doctor, I remember his name, uh, Thomas. I told Thomas, because I read it, I said, Thomas, I see you tomorrow. Yes, 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 sir, we see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it was so unbelievable shock. Yeah, and then uh, how lucky were you, Mahmoud? I mean, it obviously, the bullets must have passed the vital organs. Yeah, I, I, I lost my zigma. I lost uh, many things in my stomach. But you know what? If God doesn't take your time to die you will not die you understand if your time come to die you will die but it's not my time no. my legacy is not over and how was that recovery the fact that that year um, 2015 it happened you fought for a world title in 2017 i mean the fact that you recovered in such a short period of time it was not only this my friend 2015, I get two shots stomach. Nine months later, I make my comeback fight. Comeback fight. Yeah. And then 2016, September 2015, I get a shot. September 2016, I become international WBA heavyweight champion. I was number five contender in the world. Then half year later, I make two hips operation on one day. No doctor was ready to make two, two hips in one day because they make one hips and six months later, the second hips, you know? So, but I say, I found a good doctor. I, I cry, I tell him, please, you have to do this risk. If not, I will lose my position. <laughs> and he say, Whoa. he was shocked. And we discussed this and then he said, when, when you are ready? I say, I'm today ready. Okay, stay here. Tomorrow I make the operation. It was unbelievable. I don't tell this to my mother, to my friends. I go to a hospital. I stay there. I make the operation the next day. And uh, everyone can see this on Instagram from 2017. Scroll up on my Instagram, Mahmoud Shah. You see how I train every day after the operation, every day. Tuck, 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 tuck. And seven months later, I stand in the ring and I fight for the world championship.
That was the biggest history in the sport. And, and talk to us about that. That, that, ta- that took place in 2017. The fact that you got back in the ring, you, you had the hip replacement surgery, you recovered from the shootings in 2015, and then you had an opportunity to fight for the WBA regular World yeah. Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. It was Alexander Ustinov, uh, Ustinov, your opponent in 2017. How do you reflect on that fight, Mahmoud? What are your memories of that fight? Sometimes when I feel sad, sometimes when I feel t- I'm tired, sometimes when I feel the world is so hard, I sit at home, I open YouTube and I watch my fight. And then I look and I say, what the animal there does, you know? I say, damn, you fight after sh- shot in stomach, after two operations against a big giant from Russia, you knock him out, you become world heavyweight champion, you make the biggest history in the sport, and then I feel in the next day like, hoo, 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 you know, I feel very good, so I stand up <laughs> that I'm very motivated, I go out, I'm happy. Uh, how I can tell you, so that was my legacy, you know, this legacy cannot take anyone more from me. I become world heavyweight champion, I make history. Yeah, that's extraordinary. And your outlook on life, how has it changed after all you've been through and all the trials and tribulations, all the challenges that you've overcome? How has your overall outlook on life and boxing changed in the last few years, Mahmoud? Uh, Corona, COVID, killed us in Germany. I swear, I lost many sponsors, uh, TV, everything I lost because without TV, we have no fight. Without TV, no money. And uh, if we have no TV, no sponsors. Sponsors want to be present in the TV, you know? That's the, the share deal. So, and of this, um, I have to fight in Russia or like in, uh, in America like this, you know? But it was very difficult. So, I stay only in the gym every day. So, I start to study uh, how I can make financial. And then I start uh, to make a school for um, real estate. So on, on my second job is now uh, I do real estate with my some business partner because I have a big connection. I make real estate in Germany, and uh, by the way, also also the first is my boxing. When fight comes, I go on the camp, and my partner is working for the real estate business. Right. So my my grandfather told me always, Mahmoud, never put five X in one <laughs> basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. And I, I never understand this, you know. You say, you have to have five eggs, put every eggs everywhere. Because you don't know how, how eggs is, you know. <laughs> don't want to break them all at once. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Let's get to some of these com- uh, questions that have come in for you on our text lines. There's a comment here. Uh, can please, Mahmoud, end the career of Jake Paul? <laughs> Would you be up for that fight? I think maybe there's a bit of a size difference going on. But what do you think of Jake and his boxing career? As a f- first of all, thank you, Jake Paul. You support boxing sports. And not yep. MMA, not UFC, nothing like this. You know? Yep. Because he supports my sport and he make good promotion for my sport, what I love. Yeah, you know? so. But anyway, Jake Paul, if you want, I'm ready to knock you out, guy. 
<laughs> no problem. <laughs> I don't think that's an invitation. Also, I will, He's I will lose for you 20 kilograms. No problem. I go down to 80 kilo. <laughs> Let's make the fight happen, my friend. That would be a heck of a, a, heck of a weight cut. I will punch kilos. you in your face. <laughs> I will punch you in your stomach. You will never stand up again. <laughs> and you will, go, you will wish you never fight me. Uh, we've we'll, we'll got another question about how many calories you have per day. Do you have a, an idea of your daily intake? Oh. Okay, okay, this is a good question. Woo. No, I start here in Dubai, low carb, two days, no carbs, only high protein. I, st- um, I drink in the morning, uh, only just here in Dubai, I drink in the morning two protein shakes, then I go for cardio training, go back, come back, I eat vegetables and beef, and then I go for the second training, boxing, and then I come back. I eat fish or salad like this, you know, two days. One day I eat clean carb, two days no carbs, and every Saturday is my birthday. <laughs> I, I swear, <laughs> every Saturday is my birthday because I start with the cheesecake in the morning. Right. Yeah, and then in the afternoon I eat the biggest burger in the world. I eat, I eat sometimes four burgers. With pommes frites This is my shit I have happy day Come on And then in the evening I go out with my friends Yeah and then I make like They look to me I look in shape Like this I eat ice cream Chocolate Pizza They ask me Hey Charlie How you can do this I say my friend Genetic Genetic They don't know how I cry every day Brilliant. Brilliant. We've got we've got it's not so much a question, it's a lovely comment from Fahad's message and said we hope one day there's a biography or a movie of your life is made. So I'll make a question of it. Who would you like to play you in that movie? Nice question. Of course I will play. It's showtime. <laughs> and you play you yourself? Play. Of course I play myself. I'm a, I'm I'm real. You know? <laughs> but it's, it's hard to play me when I was a kid. Ha. We need one from the street. I have to look for one. <laughs> Send some message, and, and guys. You're, you're a big Steven Seagal fan, I see as well. Steven Seagal, it was. Hey, listen, I watch all his movie. He always look bad in his movie, bad and and, and I meet him in the real life. He never smiled. I look at him. Hey, say, sensei, why you don't smile? He say because I'm sensei. I say, uh-huh. Hey, come on. I, I try to make joke. He like a stone. Huh, huh, huh. I say, what? Huh, huh. I say, okay, come on. Stop. St- stop to make joke. And then we make a video. Uh, you can watch it on my Instagram. So I make a video with Steven Zigal. I introduce him, one of my biggest la, la, la. No smile. He look like, hey, I see you. A little bit. Please smile for the fans. No, sensei. <laughs> I've interviewed Steven Seagal, and I can I can attest to that. He was not the most gregarious interviewee that I've ever... He was oh, the I friendliest know. guy, but an absolute legend, of course, of the silver screen. What about the heavyweight division right now, as you see it, um, Mahmoud, in terms of, you know, is the kingpin Tyson Fury, is he the best heavyweight in the division right now? Who is the best? My friend, Every for me... Every fighter who step in the ring, he is the best because he has to prove his own self. Title, world title, it doesn't matter. It's how about you fight in the ring. If you fight real and never give up, fight to the end, it doesn't matter if you are world champion or not. That, that's my rule. So Tyson Fury is a great fighter. I respect him. He's my Paul. He's my brother. I love him because when we meet us, we respect us so much. But... 
Tyson, I have a message for you. <laughs> Remember, you promised me to fight me. And we give the hand. You are the real man, so take the fight. I don't understand why you fight Dylan White. He doesn't respect you. He doesn't come to any press conference. He don't show you respect. So, you know, I'm WBA world champion. I was the former world heavyweight champion. You know all my story. I fight Klitschko. I fight the best people. You have to give the present, the gift for the UK fans. You have to fight me on this day. So I'm ready. I stay every day in the gym. If Dylan White not respect you, don't give him the chance to fight you. Fight me. Okay, so we've got an issue, a challenge issued to Tyson Fury and a legitimate chance to fight Anthony Joshua. I mean, how realistic, Matt Mood, is that fight with AJ, given the fact he's unlikely to fight Usyk until perhaps much later on this year? My friend, every fight is realistic. We're all in the same league. We all was world champion. We all was in the top level. We all fight the best on the planet. So... Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua, it doesn't matter. We are ready to fight. What's your message to Anthony? Anthony, I hope you're doing well, my friend. You train. I hope one day we will meet us in the ring and take me, take the chance, fight me. Let's make a big fight. If you not want to fight uh, Uzik now, if Uzik don't, can't fight you, also I'm ready. We can fight anyway. We can fight also in, in London or we can fight in Saudi Arabia or in Dubai. It will be a nice place in Dubai, you and me. And your policy or your tactic would be always, as you said earlier in this interview, you've never changed your style, always the aggressor, always on the front foot. This is what the people love. I fight for the people. I don't fight for me. I don't fight for the money. I fight what the people want, want to fight. The people buy a ticket... They want to see a real fight, not technique, not jab, jab, jab and running in the ring. If any fans go in the ring, they want to see sweets, blood and knockout. That's my name. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've got one more for you, if you don't mind. This weekend, we were treated at the Dubai Tennis Stadium to Thor against uh, Eddie Hall. Do you fancy getting in with Thor after his quite impressive technique that he showed in that one? First of all, I want to tell you, excuse me, my friend, I can't give you answer about this question because I was not in this fight night and I don't know who is this comic people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh dear, okay, not much for Thor there, but uh, we'll have to... His fledgling boxing career has probably got a long way to go before he can start having a conversation with uh, Mahmoud Shah. Listen, Mahmoud, thank you so much for being in with the studio with thank us tonight. So we wish you all the best of luck for the thank remainder of the so year. Much. Really hope you get that AJ fight. Inshallah. And I would love to have... A, I would love to tune in to that one to see you two go toe-to-toe. How can people follow you? Social media, Instagram, the best I place? Always to, put in the Instagram Mahmoud Shah so any question follow me on Instagram guys I will give you answer so fantastic take it easy Diddy brilliant thank you so much for joining us tonight Mahmoud thank you so much really appreciate it the Offscript Podcast we hope that you enjoyed this episode please do go ahead and click subscribe you can also check out our other podcasts Time Capsule or The Big Interview find it wherever you get your podcasts 